Welcome back, everybody, to our Season 3, Episode 1 of Top Shelf, the guide to high-quality leadership, spirits, and everything in between all of that. In between. Yeah. Absolutely. Some smoothness to it. Hey, everybody, we are on the road. We are in Seattle, and we're uh, doing this live at the Crown Plaza, downtown Seattle, May 29th, 2023. How do you feel, Clint? We're on the 28th floor of this baby. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Yeehaw! Yeah, this is on the road episode. Oh uh, yeah, a little Willie Nelson to kick it off. But I love it. I love that we're on the road. We're we're set up in the hotel room. We've got a great view of the I five interstate. Oh, yeah, this is we're, beautiful. We're gonna, well, there's a view of everything. I can see the Google building around the corner Once here. Once we monetize this thing, we're gonna get a south facing room next year. South yeah, yeah. On the patio. On the patio. So we've got a, a great schedule for you, um, some relevancy to what we are doing today, which is being on the road. So we are going to talk about uh, reading the fine print from a leadership perspective. That's, yeah, that good topic. Really yeah. And then traveling with leaders or co-workers, as we're doing now, how to travel and how to uh, take advantage of traveling with a leader or with a co-worker and what the yeah, do's and don'ts. The, tab- the taboos associated with that. Absolutely, and, yeah. 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 And so our current events um, news I wanted to talk about because it's a, bit, a little bit alarming, but we, we, had ta- we had discussed a risk assessments a few episodes ago. That's right. And this has to wrap around State Farm and State Farm bailing on insuring new homes in California. Yeah, like a good neighbor. We'll State be Farm there. It's not there. Only if you're an existing customer. Or <laughs> aren't living in California. Yeah, or like one of those neighbors that will like mow their lawn. It's like a joint lawn, but they'll just mow it right to the property line and they won't touch yours. It's like, no, you're right there, They bro. should just finish it. Just finish yeah, it, yeah. But what, what happens if there's weeding? Would you... Well, no, yeah. Then there? you're so you're going too far. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. but not so, a good neighbor. No, not a good neighbor. So, and State Farm has sites that... Uh, it's doing this because it's done a risk risk assessment, and it's too risky and too costly to insure the new properties, new homes in California due to the wildfires, primarily to the wildfires. But it also um, cites that it's just the cost in 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 everything involved in the California. Well, yeah, yeah. Last year, seven thousand wildfires. So, I mean. They said, they said it's a it's a historic unforeseen increase in construction costs just in in general and it's not just for um, houses it's also for new businesses as well so, yeah so yeah. I mean what's what's next so if if now the insurance companies and you're a home, new home buyer and you're trying to buy a house or a home you can't get a new home or an, or a mortgage because you have to have insurance that's right so so if if the other insurance companies follow suit like State Farm, which why why wouldn't they? If it's too risky to insure, why why is it too risky for one and not another? Yeah, well, I, yeah, yeah, you're right. So will they follow suit? Um, well, two two questions. Well, first question is, what if you're an existing customer? Is this grandfathered in then? Or like no, existing uh, customers were okay. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it was only for new commercial, new residential builds, but. 
as soon as you kind of open Pandora's box and you say, hey, make change, we're not going to insure anymore, I think eventually they're going to just go, hey, just California general is just too expensive. Well, yeah, and when you think of the risk portfolio of the other insurance providers, because now all of a sudden, yes, they're going to get new customers, but they're they're going to be assume, they're going to be taking on all that extra risk. Yeah, yeah. And so it's Tough not going to get less risky, and the costs of homes and materials is not going to get cheaper over a period of time. Well, people, people no. are just going to get. You hope it does. The climate's not, getting warmer. The fire seasons are getting longer. Your uh, construction costs are getting higher. Fuel prices your, your are fuel higher. Prices, yeah. We're in a recession. It's I, is it that, similar to like point? if you live on a fault line? There's there are some insurance companies like we won't offer. We'll do fire and flooding, but we're not going to do earthquake. They just no, they just blanketed no insurance. Like that's, literally no insurance. That's at, like absolutely no crazy insurance. to me. Well. No, because they've done the risk assessment. They they figured out that it's going to cost them too much to have insurance for the for those properties. And so, if there was a wildfire that tore through and took out a thousand, would it could it bankrupt State Farm? They probably done the assessment and said they could put us under. Yeah, and adding any net new would would uh, would further that risk because they're still providing right. insurance. They need for to provide the, existing, the insurance for yeah. the existing clients hey, uh, at the yeah. risk of not providing for the. The new clients. And then so after fire season's over, you're hitting a rainy season, it's floods. rainy fall. Now it's like open book. Hey, we're taking on new clients. No, but it's flood season. Or? Because fire season, every all the trees get uh, demolished and, yes. and burnt. And then yeah. you get you get the root system of the trees break down if we're going to take an environmental study course. But the roots now are dead. And now they don't hold the moisture because now right. the trees are uh, dead. Yes, and now the right. yeah. flooding occurs. And now you've got flooding and you're washing out homes. So you burn them. Or you flood them. And wow. you get, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess it goes you get part sink and parcel holes, with one another. Then you get yeah. all the other stuff to follow suit. So um, State Farm has made the decision, which is the biggest, uh, largest insurance coverage agency in California. That's the biggest. <laughs> business for, uh, like, I don't know. I mean, it opens a door for other businesses, but again, there's there's additional risk the other right now. They might follow suit. And I, I'd like to see how this thing pans out. I'm going to keep a close eye yeah, on Yeah, the, the small businesses, would they want to tackle it? They go, State Farm's got all this money and these clients. Now I'm going to go, uh, I want in on that action. No, that, that shit made us no. uh, The gecko guy, he's licking his lips yeah, for sure. He's do they do health insurance, Geico? Geico. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of American insurance. I think they probably do. State we're, we're in America, so yeah. we're we're you know we're recording line. So Geico. I mean, there's some other ones as well. But yeah. I don't, yeah. if I'm a leader of one of those companies, I'm kind of following suit with State Farm. Just going, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tread lightly and just let it happen, and I'm not gonna force myself on. Trying to tackle the new that that new open market per se. Well, for sure, but I feel like the floodgate's going to be open. You know what I mean? Their call centers are going to be overrun with new inquiries because now people know they can't call. State but if Florida. they advertise it, they get it out in front of people. It'll just die down because people will just stop phoning. Because basically, any new home, you're not going to name State Farm. You're going to have to go somewhere else. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about from the the other insurance. Oh, the Geico's. Yeah, like who's number two in California? That'd be that. They're going to be number one after this next sure, virus. Sure season. They would. But again, that's going to be additional risk for They would be them, number right? one for maybe six months or a year. They'll do their own risk assessment and say, hey, we're on board with what they just did. Yeah. We just lost our shirts last season. Yeah. 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 Well, interesting. Well, I think we should uh, put a pin in that one, but yeah, definitely yeah. something yeah. cool to, to keep we'll an eye on. continue to follow it just because that could transition uh, across North America, right? For sure. If, com- if companies decide they just, it's too costly to insure in Vancouver or Toronto, 
because we have ice storms and we have forest fires and we have all other stuff. We, we, we kind of cyclical and we fall. Over. ICBC is no longer offering car insurance. Yeah. It's too dangerous to drive in Vancouver. Yeah, too, <laughs> Roads too are too busy. Yeah. So the first uh, leadership topic we want to talk about was um, reading the fine print and around contracts, agreements. Yes. Even some emails have some fine print that you want to make sure you pay attention to. And when we're, when we're looking at agreements and contracts, it's so important. Skimming is not an option. Right? If you're reading a contract or an agreement that you need to sign off as an executive or you need to sign off to agree to and then send it up for final uh, approvals, in most cases you want to bring in some legal. You want to have a legal review of the document, making sure that there isn't anything catch-alls in there. You also want to pay attention to you know, what are the deliverables, Yes. what are the warranties. If there is any, are you able to meet or exceed those warranties? And do you have the capabilities in-house to meet those needs or a plan to uh, outsource to, to make sure that you can meet the warranty criteria? Because what can happen, and I've seen it many a times, people just skim it, sign off and not realize what they're accountable for. That's right. And it could cripple a company. You're you're so excited to to, win to win that contract. Yeah, you're at that stage um, where I actually see a lot of failure as well. Is you know at the maybe the executive level, not that that that's where the failure is, but it's let's say it's signed off upon. Usually, it's pre vetted by your legal team. It's pre pre vetted by the general manager, maybe some directors within the organization. Um, I I think a failure is is not socializing a lot of those. what are the directives down to kind of that frontline leadership line? How, how's this going to impact my team and their team? You know, how, how's this going to impact Joe in our construction division? You know, let him look through the contract or let Susan in, in accounting look through it. How's it going to not socializing it to all the groups? Because although it may be a construction contract, there's probably six or seven supporting divisions and what's their place within that contract and yeah. what, what, you know, what's, fine lines do they need to understand before they actually sign off on correct, it as well. Correct. Yeah. And, I mean, with contracts, I mean, we get excited as leaders to, to win them, right? We do have time, right, to execute these agreements. And I don't, I want to impress on anyone out there that it's a leader looking at a contract. You have time. And if you need more time, absolutely request more time to review it. Right. Because Make it's so time. important to not skim through, not speed read, you want to make sure you understand each and every requirement before you engage in, and really commit to it because that signature and that submission back basically becomes the executed agreement. Exactly. And it's it's quite an embarrassing moment's happened to me, I'll, I'll be honest, where I've, I've gone to a client or I've gone to one of my subcontractors. So it's maybe, maybe even an agreement that's coming from my, my company itself. And I've tried to hold them to task over something or push back. And then they pull out the fine print, right? Well, no, it says right here, and this is your signature. You, know, you vetted and approved all this. Yeah. And I've had that bite me in the butt before, and I thought, I, like, you can't even argue that. And it's a very embarrassing, it's a humbling but yet embarrassing moment as a leader. And, and you got to go back to your team and say, sorry, guys, we got to do this. Or you got to go back to your accounting or your or yeah. your leader and say, sorry, we're gonna take we're gonna take a hit on this. And this is the cost. It's gonna, you know, I. It's very important. You have to understand the fine print. I mean, that's. I, can't hammer that home enough so yeah i mean 
like I said, it could be very costly. You know, other than make yourself look bad, it could it, you could lose a job, right? These are some of these contracts that you will see are in the millions or potentially billions of dollars. And really understanding them and getting that legal perspective on those size of contract is so important, right? And what I suggest as well is sitting down with the legal team because they'll do their legal review. No mark it up, red line. Sitting down and taking the time to spend with the legal team or legal person for an hour or two so they can walk you through some of the legal jargon so that if when you go back to reinterpret or renegotiate, you understand. So a lot of people want to try to avoid the legal team because the legal team costs money, it's an operational cost, and the legal team essentially, as soon as they're done working, they stop the, the money. So they would prefer to keep things going because it's an hourly you know, cost. So take the time to learn with the legal team, and then it just better prepares you for the next time that you have a contract in front of you. Yeah, or if you have, or if you have a dedicated contracts team, some companies will have that. Yep. You know, usually that if is you're a bigger, a bigger firm, for obviously, sure, yeah. absolutely. I think it builds rapport as well with with your client or even with your team. That having that uh, intimate understanding and understanding the the fine print helps with that long term relationship. The next time you go, to, if you can you know establish a few of these ground rules from day one the next time you go which would be in a few years a lot of contracts have an expiry date and you're renegotiating a contract and you're dealing with the same people it's a small industry maybe dealing with the same people they trust you they trust that you're going to do your due diligence right. because they've seen you do uh, yeah. implement that in the, in the past so yeah well, absolutely so we're gonna switch gears and we're gonna shift into traveling as we and Clint are doing right now. We're sitting in this uh, double queen room, shared facilities, uh, traveling with, with leaders or co-workers and uh, really getting to understand the opportunity that's in front of you. We, we in my industry, like to call it getting some windshield time and, and as, as they call it and allowing yourself to get to know that's right. <clears throat> well, you're, so while you're 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 working on such a foundational piece of any relationship, right? Yeah. And that's trust. You travel with somebody, you get to know who they are and, and how they operate, and you know, whether they're organized or not. And you you get to a more personal level, which helps build trust. And I think that's a very foundational piece to any relationship. So. Yeah. And even the smallest little things on travel, from the food they like to eat, that's right. The drinks they like to drink, um, the music that they like to listen to because right. you, you can now have connections. Oh, you know what? I also enjoy uh, ACDC or Bach I, or yeah. Jonas Kaufman. Jonas Kaufman. Yes. Oma's <laughs> uh, 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 favorite. That's right. That's all I've been listening to lately. And they, people like to open up, you know, they start, you know, the, the uh, connection and they can start right. with something like, uh, Hey, we were in an airport Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm playing a, maybe you're playing a video game. Oh, I play that game too. Or what are you listening to? Or you're checking emails. Oh, that's that's a person that's very diligent and they're dedicated to their, their craft. Maybe they're reading a book. What kind of book are they reading? What type of book? Are yeah, you think of the doors that it opens, right? There's so, so many different things. Yeah, you, you learn how to communicate with somebody at a, at a better level. You got that trust there. And I think that really allows you to, I mean, opens the door to innovation town, right? Like you mm -hmm. really start innovating and understanding who people are. I do want to talk about the, the opposite side of 
the, you're talking about the fun side of no traveling? well so well we can get we, into, we, i think yeah, we yeah. need to get into yeah, that yeah. for sure okay. but um there's a darker side as well like you it's like you might be in a relationship and think you like somebody until you move in with them and then you're like whoa i, just, I can't believe you do that i can't believe you do this and i've traveled with people in the past who i really enjoyed my office relationship with them yeah. but then spending so much time with them one-on-one or like flying on a plane and and checking in and out seeing how they interact with customer service like and how they respond to a pressure and you're like this person's not the person i thought they were and i don't i think i ever want to travel with this person again you know it's well but maybe there's the coaching moments that allows you coaching moments for right? sure yeah so as a leader you can take that away and maybe go have a sit down and go hey i just saw how you interact with that purpose maybe if we reframed how we had a discussion with them, it would adjust that person's view of you or leveraging how we deal with the public if we're a public. Yeah, and I, so I was thinking too, like, you know, what if the individual was your boss? Right? Mm-hmm. It's a tough one. Now you could, there's always opportunities to lead up, right? And I think that, you know, me, you I, be I've always been somebody who's been open and I'll tell you how I'm feeling. If I think that you've done something that, even though you're my boss and my leader, yeah, then I, I, I think it's important to let that person know and that could potentially backfire in your face but i think at the same time if that's just who you are as a person and you continue to bring that to the relationship then you got to stay true to yourself so yeah. well if a leader is not willing to listen it's not much of a leader i, I agree 100%. Right? so the leaders always have to be willing to adjust and adapt and and learn yeah it, we're not perfect leaders aren't perfect leaders <laughs> shouldn't always be learning and so if a an employee or a manager under a leader sees uh, maybe a a fault or something that we could work on and improve on that should be you know brought forward and 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 adjusted and made and supported yeah and so i think some things are easier than others you know and you can't change people but you can influence and you can let them know what something that maybe didn't an interaction that they had with the bellhop wasn't exactly what you know how you would have handled things mm-hmm. maybe it made you feel uncomfortable or embarrassed yeah you know, you know somebody's complaining about food at the table that was totally fine but they're making a big stink out of it like i've had that and you're like holy shit like this guy is a real piece of work and but i gotta share an office space with that person you know and um you know it's tough i i'm one that will address that usually i will bring it to somebody's attention even if they are my leader or or but at the same time there are times where you're like i don't know maybe i should didn't say anything i don't know Hmm. well and and the, the nice thing for me about you know traveling with with team members and leaders is the knowledge that you can still take away so that's the the bad side the good side too is i always like to see what they order for coffee or if they don't have coffee or alcohol what they what they like to drink because christmas gifts um bringing them a a coffee if they like black coffee like a latte or a cappuccino so it it goes a long way because now i remembered that this individual likes it this certain way. So sure. Clint likes his Americano from Starbucks uh, with three pieces of ice in the top because he likes to be able to drink it right away as opposed to it's too hot to drink. Right. right? So right. I pick up all these different things just to be mindful and kindful about <laughs> like mindful that. and kindful yeah, you should, about you should market that. You know, <laughs> it'll be on the th- it'll be on the uh, top shelf mindful and kindful but 
it goes a long way because it shows respect that I paid enough attention to, to understand what made them comfortable and what they enjoyed. For sure. Well, and I do appreciate that about you. And, and you know, and of course, and I don't want to sound like I'm the glass half empty here. I'm just being devil's advocate. No, I mean, many business travels. I've done road trips with folks I I barely even knew. And by the end of it, you're, you're best friends, right? Yeah. You, you're singing to the same songs and you're kind of talking about the same stuff. And you get to talk about family. And there's really things that aren't that too offside. You know, obviously, you still need to be mindful of the fact that this is a co-worker and this is you can't this yeah. isn't a hockey dressing room or your brother and his friends at a party this is a co-worker so you need to be mindful and respectful yeah. but you can really kind of cross some of those red lines and those boundaries and and really get to know somebody and then again like i said that's when you build that trust that's when the next time something goes awry at work you can go into that office and say hey sarah awesome road trip but we need to fucking fix this thing that's going on here. How do we work together to get that done? Right. And then I think that that's, if you don't travel with people and you don't open yourself, you're not vulnerable and you don't build those relationships, But it's in, hard to do that. You know, traveling and building relationships builds innovation. That's now right. you know what makes them tick. You know what they're good at. Mm-hmm. And you know where they can help in a situation. Oh, you know what? Sarah's really good at understanding some of the legalese on this and I can bring her in. That's and right. I remember her name, and I know exactly what she's passionate about. Yeah, you know, it's 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 their passions, not just personal, but even professional. I found that I've got a lot of information on individuals about where they've come from, things that you sometimes just don't have time at work to talk about. Like you can talk about, hey, how's it going? How was your weekend? But sometimes you're not like, so what's your work experience? Like you you generally don't have access to the resume of of your peers. Right. You've hired some folks that you know what their work experience is, and you you should understand what what they bring to the table. But sometimes with your peers, that's not readily available information that HR provides. Correct. And so yeah. where did you work before, and how long did you work? If there? you're an engineer uh, in another country, but it's not recognized here, oh, you know what? You still have the skill sets. Absolutely. It's just because the government that you've landed in doesn't acknowledge it, he's, he's still went to school for it still has the skill sets how can we leverage them in a in a way that we can use safely yep. uh, according to the organization or according to the codes in our nation but you still use them they're still i mean they still have the brain 100 percent. and you and you tap into that and a lot of the times when you get to have that open dialogue with them which happens on traveling which is why we brought that up i think yeah, so, yeah. yeah we used to have uh, working for us working for me um at another company a uh, chinese uh, olympic world math champion and so no yeah. idea until we had some uh, coffees and some drinks together he came out and told us did you say olympic like, world math like, sorry, like, a, like the a math olympics math <laughs> math olympics i know what you he mean like, yeah like yeah, he like, was a world math champion, champion yeah, 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 yeah. world <laughs> math champion so he having, was sprinting and doing math at the same time yeah. so having that in the organization i was like well this, this yeah. is incredible like yeah like how do we let's leverage? Start, let's put him that? into some finance meetings. How do we? And, yeah, yeah exactly. are those numbers right? Yeah. Can you just quickly yeah, run this for me? Yeah. So uh, just and then just building that relationship with them. So for sure. Um, okay, so we're going to get into the fun part. Oh, fun uh, part. Well, can we talk about what we're drinking right now? Like this, oh. we're having this is you, I, you did, can't you, buy this in I Canada. Can you? Corona Premier, two point six grams of carbs and ninety calories. And Clint, tell us what you think. I think it tastes just like a normal Corona. But so you're half. They're the cheating this system. I think for sure. I actually don't think they. This is just regular Corona in a different bottle. Oh, yeah, they're lying to us. Also, la. Cerveza I can't tell the difference. Masfina is the exact same. Okay, and it's like 
2.6 carbs and 90 calories. So am I losing weight by drinking this? Probably, yeah. yeah. And it's cheaper than water down here, so might as well drink yeah. beer. It's cheaper than water. Cheaper than water. <laughs> that's, that's sad. That's it's Agua. Well, there's water in it. Yeah. 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 No, but so anyways, yeah, that with a little slice of lime. And it, it to me, it tastes like any other Corona I've ever had. Uh, the fact that it's a, like lighter and healthier for you is just a bonus. Now, if we can get that in Canada. Healthy alcohol. I'm buying a case when I get home. Yeah. If not, then I'm coming down to the U.S. to pick up some. <laughs> All right. So the cocktail du jour, and I don't think I announced it in the very beginning because I wanted to keep it as kind of. Secreto, yes, um, is the classic lime margarita mm. on the rocks. So on this is rocks, not a baby. frappe or a, a, a frozen frozen treat. This blended is a drink. Yeah, blended. This is a on the rocks classic lime margarita. Some people don't like the lime. Some people like pineapple or strawberry. Strawberry, strawberry, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very sweet. So I'm going to go uh, make this up. We set up a little bar table over here. we got our ice going. And then I'm going to make it. Clint's going to tell you what's in it. Yeah. Excited about this. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll check back with you in a moment. i got to take the headphones off and uh, go uh, over to the bar area and uh, whip this up. Okay. All right. Jason, my man. So the classic lime margarita. So what I love about this specific recipe is that Jason is using fresh squeezed lime juice which is absolutely crucial some folks will put a little bit of fresh squeezed orange juice in a margarita as well but if you don't have that uh, one of the main re- uh, ingredients is of course a orange liqueur or in our case here we have a little bottle of triple sec uh, Grand Marnier is another one that uh, you probably have at home in the back of your liquor cabinet uh, we're using some sparkling water just about three ounces of that two ounces of the lime juice one ounce of triple sec and the Casadoras Blanco. So Casadoras uh, is, oh yeah, shaken, shaken, not stirred. Casadoras is a very good tequila. I would almost call it a premium tequila. It may be not the top, top, top shelf, but it is a top shelf alcohol. It's definitely not a Jose Cuervo. So I appreciate the Casadoras Blanco, which means uh, it's a white tequila, uh, also called silver uh, if you're in, in Mexico. Patron Silver is quite popular, and here is the cocktail. Ooh, that looks delicious. We got a little pinwheel lime on top as a garnish. A little little rock salt in the rim. I mean, ah. Came back. Va va boom. I whipped that together. Hold on here. That was pretty quick, actually. Yeah, I had everything kind of ready. Yes, we're all prepared. We're more prepared than we are at home. We should do on-the-road podcasts all the time. Well, that's... that's going to be pretty costly yeah, that's right yes. so till corona the, sponsors us are the podcasts like in like coquitlam hotels or yes. uh, vancouver hotels ramada <laughs> <laughs> we're not even getting a room we're just gonna sneak in that's right yes House, housekeeping <laughs> all right here we go let's have a so cheers yeah. i think very cheers but yeah, yes yeah oh yeah so effervescent. Very nice. A little bit of the salt kick from the rim. Mm. The tequila is very, very smooth. If you, even if you don't like tequila, like how do you not like this? So it's really fresh, right? So you get the lime in there and you get the orange liqueur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really adjusts it. So a lot of people don't use orange liqueur or triple sec. 
um, it adds another layer to it, a little bit of a uh, little bit sweet, but then it adds um, to kind of milds the the tequila down. That's right, yeah. and um, it doesn't just, make the, the 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 lime so strong. Yeah, and I think that's uh, it. The lime can be a bit um, like tart and tart. tangy, yeah, and yeah. then the, the the orange citrus flavor kind of just rides through. Yeah, and of course, it. it's more alcohol, so be careful with these. Couple of these, you're gonna be a little woo, but yeah, yeah. No, this is uh, delicious. Yeah, so. You know, wrapping up season three, episode one. I think this is total number sixteen for us from live from the Crown Plaza downtown Seattle, built and constructed starting in nineteen seventy eight, and completed in nineteen eighty. So two years to build this. Uh, we are on the twenty eighth floor of a thirty four, thirty five floor building, if I remember from the elevator. This is Jason Krause signing off. The host with the most, and my old buddy Clint is going to f- wrap us up with a little on the road. Oh, yeah. That's some essential Willie Nelson. This isn't live, but this is a recorded version. And, I mean, if you don't like Willie Nelson, then I don't think you should be listening to our podcast, to be honest. Oh. That's, a, that's, <laughs> that's a bold statement. That's as strong hey, as this drink. And check us out on uh, Top Shelf, the podcast. We don't post a lot. We will get on their Instagram. That's right. It's tw- Twitter. We always post on, and that's Top Shelf One Two Three Four Five. The door code to my house. Because <laughs> Clint just couldn't come up with anything smarter. <laughs> in the tell moment. every episode. In tell my podcast. Maybe. You know, if you guys are liking this or not liking this, just click the like button, anyways, and tell your friends. We need to get uh, you know near that couple hundred. And then uh, we can start monetizing this a little bit. We yeah. got some artwork coming too. We're going to share oh, with yeah, you. Yeah, very nice. I'm the, excited uh, about that. We've, yeah. We commissioned an artist to come. Yeah, in. we commissioned an artist oh. to uh, do some artwork for us in the lab. So cool. And uh, I'm excited about that. So and a recorded episode's going to come up too soon. Here, season yeah, three, gonna, we're bringing a, a lot of different flavors at you. So yeah, we're going to have a couple guests on season three for sure for you guys. So okay, uh, send us out, Clint. Send us out. Have a great day. Go Yankees. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again The life I love is making music with my friends And I can't wait to get on the road again On the road again Going places that I've never been